hello, hello, and welcome to the Prickly Pens podcast, episode 68. We are three friends, three writers, sharing not only our writing journeys, but a window into our conversations around the art of storytelling in the various formats like books, films, and video games, and also selective topics that make us ponder or generally piss us off. Let's start with introductions. Hi, I'm Gabby. Hi, I'm Julia. And I'm Michelle. Welcome to the Prickly Pens Podcast and turning it over to Gabby. Hit it, Gabby. So this week, due to, you know, it's holiday season, so I figured we'd talk about found families, since that's very much typical in holiday movies, but in a lot of stories overall. Um, and it's probably it's probably one of the more popular Tropes, literary devices, I don't know what you want to call them, uh, character development types, I don't know, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty popular. Um, I want to start with like the very famous idiom, you know, uh, by Scottish novelist slash poet from the 18th, 19th century, Sir Walter Scott. He did Ivanhoe, Rob Roy, and The Lady of the Lake. But he came up with the phrase, blood is thicker than water. Um, I although that would have been a Shakespeare thing, I yeah, thought so too. Whoa! Although the full quote—that's not the real quote. Oh. The full quote <laughs> <laughs> that everyone gets wrong <laughs> is from his book, Guy, his story, Guy Manning. Um, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Oh, oh. the blood of the covenant, yes, is thicker, thicker than the water of the, the womb. Water of the womb. It was used I again in, yeah, in World War One. With the blood of the battlefield is thicker than the water of the womb. So really the quote is saying that the family you make is thicker or is you're closer to them than the, yeah, the, than the, the ones you're born the with. Vows. Yeah, the vows. And People the you vowed your life with mm. or died with. Wow. Is Yeah. So so people always use it in the opposite way. And it's like, you know, like fam, family's more important. And his quote was family you make is more important. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So... I wanted to have that phrase because it's like, I love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I absolutely love it. I love the original phrase and it's like, it is kind of true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which he's, he said, I forgot when, but it was like the friends are, friends are chosen. Family isn't. So. Yeah. And we've, 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 we've used that. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you can choose your friends. You can't choose your Your family. family. Yeah. However you. Want to right. use it, whatever yeah. tone you want to say that in, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know he said it. Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew he said it, and I've heard of the full version, and just that I've never heard anyone actually use the full version. Yeah, the full version of that quote. But the trope, fam, uh, literary device, found family is trope refers to a or this trope refers to in literature and media where a group of characters find themselves united in a family bond based on shared experiences mutual understanding and interpersonal connection the found family emphasizes community connection and loyalty as well as love um found families feel the human need for close reliable safe interpersonal connections so that you may not always get with your blood family so it's the people you're choosing to fill those needs. Yeah, because I think I think that in a lot of those kind of tropes, usually there's a problem with the family. Yeah. And then the found family is the the one that comes in and substitutes. 
Yeah, absolutely. So found family um, is there's no particular, of course, origin, culture or time period for found family. Um, found family was is in a lot of folk tales and that sort of thing. There's a lot of uh, stories in folktale about um, war stories where you see people kind of coming together because of war um, or adoption within stuff within stories so you see that with like something as old as even older but um something like king arthur where some of the stories he's like brought in by merlin and that kind of becomes a father figure to him um but usually not always found family are in ensemble cast sort of stories not exclusive though sometimes it could just be a pair to mm-hmm. people who become brothers or sisters mm-hmm. or whatever so it's definitely not um one particular style but there's like a a trend. Um, the main trope of it, uh, the protagonists tend to be orphans or outcasts, have no one else to turn to, or have have the quote-unquote, um, they don't have the quote-unquote good family or ideal family. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of seek out relationships outside of their original family, um, kind of quote-unquote substitute family to fill in like those needs, like I said earlier. Um they, the relationship is some usually stronger mm-hmm. due to the connections through choice and friendship and and stuff like that. So um, usually also the plot brings them together uh, is the reason usually why they come together. Not always. Um, sometimes it could only be one person looking for a family. So there might already be quote unquote family and it's just one of the protagonists is looking seeking okay. family. Um but you have a bunch of subtropes underneath that of different types of found family, which I didn't realize there were so many types, but when I was looking it up I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many different types of found family. <laughs> so you have I'm only gonna go through some of them. Um you have the true companions. So those are friends that are also that are almost like siblings. Usually they grew up t- around each other or together. Mm. You have those type of stories where it's like the neighbor, the two neighbor kids are best friends till the end. Um, and you see that in Stranger Things. Yeah, it's like the yes. kids that grew up together mm-hmm. and they're and like bond. siblings mm-hmm. through bond. Yeah, and bond. Um, and you have the. Fireforge friends. So those are friends through hardship, not necessarily war. War okay. is a different one, but hardship um, and dealing with like the horrors of whatever together, <laughs> whatever that is. Right. Like growing um, up in an orphanage together. Yeah. 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 Um, you have the kind of, they also will usually stay friends after the hardship. Um, mm-hmm. is over after the plot is done. It usually they stay friends. You have the band of brothers trope, mm-hmm. which is usually through war. They right. become friends through battle or war. Um, similar to the forge fire trope. However, they may not be still be friends after the war. Oh, mm-hmm. after they, the battle's okay. done, they might go their separate, separate ways. ways. Yeah. So even though there there's like a bond uh, relationship there mm-hmm. and there's a bond, it's like once once they're plot is done they go back home Mm -hmm. 
Which is like um, also in uh, cowboy movies, the yeah. old westerns, yeah. mm. where they came together to fight whoever in the town mm. um, when they're like Magnificent Seven or something. And then they may, I mean, several die, but yeah. then at the end, they kind of ride off into the sunset into yeah. their own direction. Yeah. Because um, they still have their, I guess, own lives. Yeah. Um, right. And and that also doesn't necessarily mean that they don't have family outside of this family group. Mm-hmm. The family group is only forged during battle mm-hmm. and then kind of breaks away when there's nothing else to fight. Um, you have the criminal found fam- family, and that's usually mafia stories. <laughs> that's the <laughs> people who came together <laughs> um, through usually like mafia-like mm-hmm. gang structure. Um Secrets. Most a lot of yeah. <laughs> there's there's a few like uh, a Japanese video game that I play called y- Yakuza, um, oh, and that man. one is mm. yeah, and that one is about a guy who who's basically an orphan and he was adopted by the Yakuza. So it's like he found family and brothers through um, them versus like the adoption. Like he was kind of wasn't full blown outcast, but it's like he didn't have a ton of friends. <laughs> so right, I bet. Like through them, he found family. Um, you have the work family, <laughs> and that's usually like friend, not friends. Sorry, the office, where it's like <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you start out as as work buddies or coworkers, and then you mm-hmm. end up being mm-hmm. friends by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a lot of the shows you have like that are Parks and Recs, where they mm-hmm. become more involved in each other's lives than just beyond going to work right um you'll hear the terms friendly terms or yeah casual terms of work husband work wife yeah yes and and it doesn't it's not even even though it has that it's not like a gender thing either no no um, No. because i've heard a work wife of like a female calling another female female my work wife (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) yeah it's more of a it's like a term of endearment yeah um just two people that get together or the group of people that came together via work. Um, Mm -hmm. Usually in those stories, they also stay together. Mm -hmm. Um, You have the lifelong friends and those are not always, I saw on one of them is like, it kind of starts out with the whole best friend, like we're neighbors, Mm -hmm. uh, originally neighbors. And then it's like, they go through everything together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess it would be almost like friends, the TV show. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like okay, they they've been friends to, for a long you, time. Right, you go right. through the phases. Yeah, of, the phases of life, yeah. and y- usually those stories are also like young adulthood mm-hmm. together. Right, so you're dealing with all that together. Um, you have the family of choice slash misfit group organization sort of thing, which is a group of unrelated characters who decide to become friends together due to kind of like a family support you may not always get along <laughs> but because you guys are the misfits of society yeah you or the rejects the rejects you, like you first help wives, each other first wives club all right with goldie hahn and and uh diane keaton yes. and mm. bet midler was it bet midler i think so um i feel I like yeah, no she, idea she might have been in there, but it, these were all the women who had been divorced. Mm. They were the first wives, uh, and, then, yeah. and then the husbands yeah. remarried, and and it's them kind of getting back on their feet, and mm. you know, and there's it's a comedy, so mm. there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. um, inter 
personal thing happening, yeah. but that would be yeah. they be, they bonded. Mm. They didn't over like that. each other necessarily, but they bonded over that, over that. and the yeah. experience of it. And I became think, friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think a show that is that too is like Glee. Glee mm. was like oh, they wouldn't Glee. traditionally have been been friends in that school system. Like everyone had their individual personalities that mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't get together, but Glee pulled them together. Yeah. yeah. And because most of them were the misfits of the school, it's like they kind of protected each other, even if they had infighting. Mm-hmm. It's like we can fight each other, but then you don't come and mess with one of our guys. Right. So it's kind of like that. Yeah. Um, nine to five too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh nine to five. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I forgot about that. John Parton and <laughs> Jane Fonda. Ooh. Jane Fonda and um hmm. Lily Tomlin? It's, yeah. I don't remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. I remember the movie, I don't remember the cast. Yeah. <laughs> Besides and so Dolly each were a stereotype or an archetype mm. figure in the office, and, right? In the office and didn't get necessarily get along and because of their overarching enemy, <laughs> which was their boss mm-hmm. and corp- corporations, corporate America, then they bonded on that. Um, and mm. <laughs> more shenanigans with that yeah, one, too. Yeah, comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have the um, the platonic life partners, where it's almost like, have we talked about in the last episode of Sherlock and Watson, it's like mm-hmm. they are borderline a couple. Yeah, like a, um, a married couple is what they yeah, act like. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Two extremely close friends or partners of the same gender who are close or closer than a romantic couple, but aren't technically romantically linked. Um, also can be called the odd couple sometimes. But yeah, it's that's yeah, that's the the, mm-hmm. the pair that are like super super close they're more than just best friends right because mm-hmm. the best friends will also go and have their lives these two are like tied to each other yeah no matter what mm-hmm. um so like i said yelling yeah, like, like sherlock and watson and most of the more modern even the older ones but yeah they're probably like there too many of those um shows like using that yeah trope. no yeah. there aren't um because at first i was thinking golden girls but that's not no they're a different family yeah um and their phase of life yeah and then i thought of uh Um, the the jane fonda lily tomlin series um oh yes which is great um, i can't remember the name (laughs) it's great it's on netflix yeah at first i was gonna say supernatural but they are brothers so it doesn't make sense (laughs) but i was gonna say x-files but i'm like they actually loved each other they were well i guess house and the other doctor, I think, is Wilson. I don't remember his last what his mm-hmm. name is, but I think him and the other doctor are like that, where mm. they may bicker, mm-hmm. but they like care about each other a lot mm-hmm. in their own way, and they're kind mm-hmm. of they're extremely close. But again, they're like a, they're medical Sherlock and Watson anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> true. Rizzoli and Isles. Yeah. It's all the cop shows. The, right. <laughs> I guess. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dr. James I mean, Wilson. Dr. James Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah. Played by so Robert I, yeah, Sean I was right. Leonard. Okay, yeah. I was right. Yeah. It was Wilson. Um, I guess it, I guess for Resilient Isles, it's almost like found sisters. Yeah. Because they yeah, both, true, true. both had their families... Um, one is close with their family. The dark-haired one was close mm-hmm. with Rizzoli, 
was close with her family because she's supposed to be this, um, I guess, Irish family background thing going on. Um, and the other one uh, was um, her, she was finding her father because uh, he was in a, he was in a criminal element. And so, oh. um, but it's not like her family, her family, I think, recognized Isles as as a good friend and mm. and to look out for her. But I mm-hmm. didn't feel like they substituted family for her. Mm. It didn't, yeah. at least it didn't come off that way for me. So it was more like the two of them were close, like, like bickering sisters. sisters. Yeah. And I, so I guess part, okay. you know, yeah. sort of, but not, I, you know. I found one example. Uh, one has in Marvel movies, black, Widow in Hawkeye. Oh, that's like a good that. example. Yeah, they're very, very close, very but they're close. not romantically linked. Yeah, nope. Um, but they're very close. Yeah. Uh, like the families know each other, or her, she knows their his family. Yeah. Um, because in our and when we put those kinds of relationships on in, on uh, for TV and so on, eventually the fans want the people to get together. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's like, oh, the sexual tension, we need them mm. to get together right. when they, uh, you know. Like well, that's also when you get, like, a for strong the, friendship between yeah. genders. It's fine, too. Yeah. Also, that's what you get for the the two. Um, there's a tiny fly in here. Um, <laughs> little gnat. Uh, that's where you get the, uh, oh, like, uh, in Doctor Who. With mm-hmm. uh, both Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi's doctor, you have Clara Oswald. She was the companion. Mm-hmm. And she, unlike some of the others, she never falls in love with him. She loves him, mm-hmm. but not in a like that. romantic way. It is mm-hmm. it is a, like, admire, admiration, definitely fights mm-hmm. with him. Delphi holds him accountable when he does crappy things. But does she doesn't have the crush? Yeah, she doesn't have a crush, did. but it's like they care about each other a lot. Mm-hmm. So that those two are probably, I think, closer to to that. Um, I guess oh, Harry Potter. I guess and Hermione. within a, yeah, 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 they would be like that. Yeah, yeah, because they never once no they saw really each other that. in that way. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the that is the mm-hmm. kind of for. Uh, for that particular trope. And then you have like the orphan siblings, which would be the two orphans that come together. Mm. Yeah. Due to the fact that they don't have anyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's like they come be- because of that. Um, of course, this genre is popular in fantasy. Usually a group of heroes gone in quest. Various, I mean, definitely have different types of, uh, of found family trope or style within fantasy. Um, usually it's, but what I've seen is the forge friends or like the band of brothers where he's like, mm-hmm. you come together for the quest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the end, you're hoping in the epilogue that everyone's still friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> it's like, and the quest is done and they all go back to their kingdoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you have the, of course the dramas tend to have it. Um, you have a lot of comedies, a lot of comedies with mm-hmm. it where you had uh, like friends, like I said, but then, Big Bang Theory, 
New Girl, mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. all it was like mid two thousands comedies, <laughs> late two thousands and tens. A lot of LGBTQIA plus stories have that. That tends to be more of the misfits slash rejects that come together. Um, mm-hmm. And even though you might have infighting or bickering, no one can attack the group. No one outside can attack the group. They can fight amongst right. each other, but they can't. No one can come mm-hmm. in and try to try to attack the group. Um, you see that in like Pose mm-hmm. in New York. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, and it focuses on the like voguing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the dancing, yeah, mm-hmm. and the dancing. Uh, most of the cast is trans, so. But yeah, the it focuses on that time period and the issues of that time period with the AIDS epidemic and kind of coming together and that kind of being the found family since most of them were kicked out of their homes. So they find right. family within each other, um, even though they fight like crazy in the show together. <laughs> <laughs> right. They fight all the time, but no one can come in and attack the group overall. Right. War stories, all of them for that's the that's the, you know. Band of Brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also mm-hmm. the show Band of Brothers. But right. <laughs> yeah, that that That's one yeah, pretty obvious um for that one. Also yeah, a lot of young adult stories overall. It's, it's like the yeah. go-to of having ensemble cast of friends well, given, who are close. given the hormonal angsty life of a of a teenager. Uh, of a teenager <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's true. You are already feeling awkward or you're feeling your family doesn't understand you yeah. or something. And Twilight. So I think those those yeah. stories <laughs> yeah. those stories um yeah. pull you in and make you yeah. make you relate yeah. to yeah. the setup and the conflict. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. even if you don't have the biggest group of friends like some of the stories, right. you still relate to like this close knit right group um i remember in one of the examples when i saw online they talked about three musketeers and i was like i guess yeah they're like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're a found family oh, of yeah. what are yeah. they they're they're not soldiers they're um they're um i forgot what they're, they're they considered those things um with the <laughs> oh um but people use people use three <laughs> musketeers and you and you yeah, know I'm to look it up. <laughs> you know immediately yes. what it means. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. when you are among people the you're three like, that fight together. Yeah, we fight together one <laughs> yeah. for one one for all and all for yeah, one. Yeah. They're um, swordsmen who fight for justice. Yeah. 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 yeah, they're elite they're basically almost like elite soldiers yeah. of the time. But yeah, like that. So uh but yeah, they would be, I guess, probably maybe forged friends. Mm-hmm. I did see that so they said sometimes it starts out as a band of brothers and it ends as a forged friend. So some of these can start out as one trope and end as another. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, like the work family, they're like, usually the work family starts as the work family and ends into just uh, a whole group of really good friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or you have the the orphan one that can end almost like a Cain and Abel if if somebody's betraying yeah yeah um the other yeah um for a twist yeah and then or like the criminal found family can be also the um the misfit group mm-hmm. and kind of group depending on what particular 
mafia style story you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, some of these can start out one way and end into a whole different thing. Um, you have the kind of sometimes it's the for the platonic one you might have like the enemies to lovers or people who definitely didn't get along two characters and then they end up mm-hmm. caring about each other a ton. Right. Uh, I guess you have that with in Supernatural in terms of Castiel and Dean. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, they didn't necessarily get along too well, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. and now and then by the end it's like they almost love each other. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um. But. So we're going to talk about a couple of stories. Mm-hmm. So, of course, yep. got to mention Harry Potter. We've already mentioned it, but Harry himself is an orphan. Um, so he's kind of lax family or traditional family. Um, and then you have Ron. He's not looking for family. He already has his family that he's close <laughs> to, and it's a big family. But he still treats Harry right away as... A friend like it's mm-hmm. pretty quick they become friends it's not <laughs> there's no there's no period of them where they're not friends mm-hmm. um and even though with Hermione they bring her and they find her annoying that's the same time they care about her mm-hmm. they still care about her um and she also has her own family she has her parents who she's close to and she goes visit them during Christmas and stuff she doesn't hang out with the Weasleys at least not right away um but they still come together and then through the movies as things happen it's like everyone's getting closer and closer and closer until he has a core group mm-hmm. of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think, I feel like the height of that kind of comes in uh, Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. As it's like now he has his, not his crew, but it's, it's well, it's like a mini army. But it's, yeah. yeah, but that point, it's like you have your, it's like the solid cast yeah. <laughs> of people. Um and then by the end, because of all the stuff that's happening with Voldemort, it kind of almost turns into Band of Brothers mm-hmm. for, for a battle to save Hogwarts or the magical world. Um, you have the show New Girl, uh, which is um, a little bit more modern than it's almost like a modern friends, uh, a millennial friends, <laughs> mm-hmm. like friends is 1990s and New Girl is 2010s but it stars jess she is or i forgot her last name jessica day uh played by zoe deschanel but uh she is like bubbly quirky school teacher and her boyfriend cheats on her so she moves out understandably and she moves into a place and it's very much showing several things at the time where you had the economic crisis and um of i think what 2008 and the effects of that so you had a lot of millennials who lived together a lot of adults Mm -hmm. lived together longer than they would probably a generation before so um it's like her and her and three other guys names are nick schmidt and coach coach leaves and then it's winston and um they kind of become first as just kind of like roommates. The three guys mm-hmm. are friends with each other, but she's just like their fourth, the fourth right. roommate. But then quickly it, it's a group of friends that become really close together and care about each other's feelings and try to help each other out. Mm-hmm. And then her friends come in a little bit. So the, as the, it's like the cast gets bigger over the seasons. So by the end, it's almost, they're like family that 
came together through, um, I guess, untraditional means <laughs> of like roommates to friends. <laughs> um, which that show, I like that show. It's it's funny. <laughs> and they also like, I guess they're pretty, like in the first episode or second episode, maybe, because I rewatched it and she's like at her ex-boyfriend. She's like, I have, you know. I have like new friends and people I care about. And he's like, I love these guys. And they're like, please stop saying you love us. Because <laughs> it's like, it was only the second episode. And it's like, we don't know you. <laughs> but then it's like, despite her quirkiness, they still protect her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> despite it all. So yeah, it's, it's a cute show. Um, and then you have, as a fail of the, fail of the <laughs> Forge family is X-Men First Class. Which I love that freaking movie. Um, and of course, that's the origins of origin movie for Magneto and um, and Professor X, Xavier, and uh, starring Michael Fassbender and uh, camera's first name, James McAvery. Sorry, McAvery, McAvoy. Oh, yeah. McAvoy. Which yeah. I absolutely love him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that one is like they try to come together. Most of them are, are probably I think that family style trope was probably more misfits because like people who mm-hmm. were ostracized from society due to their powers coming together, trying to almost as a group be better than they were individually. So they help mm-hmm. develop each other's powers and they're, of course, trying to stop the Cold War from happening. Um, but they, but then it falls apart at the end <laughs> as Magneto has no um, forgiveness for humanity, understandably, because he's seen the worst of it as he's a Holocaust yeah. survivor. And so he's only seen the worst of humanity. So in meanwhile, Charles Xavier has seen the best <laughs> um, or not the best, but at least the good side. Mm-hmm. So as you see their different thought processes, but in the end, it ends up falling apart due to people's different philosophies in in, them, in that matter. Um, so it's like the the crumbling of a of a forged family, found family. Um, it come like in the X Men movies later, he's a, he's clearly able to bring it back, but at least the mm-hmm. original start was a bad start. And then also the movie after that, which I think things called like. X Men. Uh, I forgot the name. Wolverine's back in that one, but <laughs> it's like uh, I forgot what it's called. Days of Future Past, I think. Um, that one, you hear that like half the people were killed anyway because of actions from the government um, and stuff like that. So, or end up getting killed because of Magneto. So it's uh, yeah, it shows like. Unfortunately, when the found family falls apart. Oh, God, Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. But I know you guys had. (laughs) We did. Julia. Okay, well, let's start off with Shrek, (laughs) which is a great, Mm -hmm. great found family movie. Um, You have a cantankerous ogre who wants to be left alone. (laughs) And is very alone and <laughs> yeah. isolated, but right. the other yeah. fairy tale characters, you know, hunt him down mm-hmm. to say, you know, well, not even hunt him down, but they came into his living space because they were kicked out by Lord Farquhar, and 
the only thing that Shrek can do to get them out <laughs> of his living area is <laughs> to do something about it. So yeah. as he goes along in his journey and, you know, he has to make a deal with Farquhar to get, you know, his princess out, who turns out to be um, Princess Fiona. Um, he goes along on this journey and becomes very, very close with like Donkey, you know, and they become thicker than thieves and that relationship mm. grows and, you know, of course, Fiona, but that's like a love interest. I mean, it's just so cute. And the way that, you know, he changed his perception of being like alone and grumpy and <laughs> actually falling in love with Fiona and realizing he's yeah better off with mm. people. And <laughs> mm-hmm. even though out outwardly he's still like no get out <laughs> yeah it's yeah, yeah. just really 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 cute do you guys have any thoughts on that movie do you like it no, I, yeah, love I, love Shrek. Yeah. <laughs> I love Shrek and I think it probably has one of the best sequels I mm-hmm. think of like they're actually really good at making a good sequel like most mm-hmm. movies I feel like the sequels kind of peter out some of the stuff but that was a right Shrek 2 mm-hmm. was and, and also expands see. the cast. Uh, I know yeah. Puss in Boots like, yeah, and the Gingerbread Man, you, you know, all of these beloved fairy tales that we know. Uh, yeah. I mean, so that Pinocchio. was a great, great movie. It's always, uh, mm-hmm. it always makes me laugh. <laughs> the music and everything, Same. the dancing, the jokes. <laughs> oh, did you see that they're making the final Puss in Boots movie? Puss no. Puss in Boots movie? Yeah, really? it comes out think end of this year or beginning of next probably end of this year last for antonio banderas and i'm like oh <laughs> Aww, <laughs> it's like, yeah and it's about one. puss and boots like they're like mm-hmm. he's retiring <laughs> and everything is like, oh. <laughs> so yeah unless they read i'm sure they're gonna redo it redo later it but, but at least for our generation for yeah. us is <laughs> the last <Yeah>. one <laughs> right but the next movie i did see um Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Love it. Such a found family trope. Mm-hmm. I mean, the main character, Star-Lord. <laughs> um, he yeah. is basically, you know, from Earth. He lost his mother. He felt uh, abandoned, orphaned. Even though he had, like, other family members, he still mm-hmm. chose to run away from his problems. And in doing so got kidnapped and taken away and became family with this group of thieves, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just completely adorable, the relationship he has with um, his dad-like figure. Is it Mondo Mm -hmm. or Hondo? I keep forgetting his name. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it Hondo? Is it Hondo? I think... Um, I should know because Not I sure. just saw it. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't um, remember. <laughs> but it's the, – and the way he, like, just integrated with this band of, like, aliens because they're alien mm-hmm. to him. Aliens, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just kind of paved his way and, you know, stepped up and tried to become this Star-Lord figure. But he also does the found family thing when he – basically bands together with Rocket and Gamora and Drax and mm-hmm. Groot and 
Mm. You know, and, and the way they do that is by being captured and sent to this prison. And I, I don't know if they bond because of what they went through, uh, but they definitely were on a journey to, you know, retrieve this space orb with a lot of power. And they became guardians of the galaxy. Like they literally became yeah. this group mm-hmm. of people who protect yeah. other people. It's like the perfect mm-hmm. movie to explain mm. that trope. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. And there's a third one coming out. And yeah, there's a Christmas special right now. Yeah, so I've heard people say it's pretty that. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Disney Plus. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, but the, my last movie is The Avengers, um, mm-hmm. yeah. which I love. Yeah. You know, and that's the introduction <laughs> of Loki. Thor's brother, Naughty Naughty, coming to Earth, trying to take over with help from the Chitauri army. Um, But this was basically the movie where Nick Fury pulls together people with special abilities to form this Avengers group. And they were not the Avengers, the people that were chosen were not exactly happy about the situation, Mm -hmm. but they were Mm -hmm. forced because they were being attacked and they needed to do something. And Nick Fury managed to pull it together. And there was a sacrifice that was made because, you know, one of the shield agents who loved Captain America was, should I even disclose this? Was killed. It's fine. Mm -hmm. 20 years old by this point. (laughs) (laughs) And it pulled, it really pulled them together with like a common Mm -hmm. purpose. And even if they, like you said, Gabby fought amongst themselves, which they did, they were still like a complete unit and Mm -hmm. banded together. And they are such a great force and they did become the Avengers. Yeah. They're like a, band of brothers slash fire forge friends yeah it's like through battle they became like they came together only because of the battle but stayed friends after Mm -hmm. and even though there's bickering and fighting by the end still like when the time comes to step up you step up Mm -hmm. yeah i mean they go their own ways (laughs) they yeah mm -hmm. but when they're needed they'll come back Mm -hmm. excellent movie Mm. (laughs) what What about you, Michelle? <laughs> um, I looked at uh, Lord of the Rings, which is a 2001 to 2003 epic high fantasy by English author and scholar J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, well, he did not write it then because he is in the heavens. Mm. Um, <laughs> he's turn of the century, mm. the last century. Yeah. The he, Hobbit. This one is about the Hobbit has to take the ring to Mordor to be destroyed. He's accompanied by his loyal friend Samwise. Eventually, others tag along until the fellowship is created with this wider, desperate group. Hobbits, a dwarf, man, elf from different backgrounds with their own biases, hurts, and motivations, but are forced together for the survival of Middle-earth. So, I mean, it was like Gabby was talking about this is done a lot in fantasy. It is the classic um, uh, formation of fantasy 
um, movies mm. and uh, stories um, that Tolkien created. The other one was Fast and Furious, that whole franchise, and it started Ooh. with that one little movie that has nothing to do with where the franchise is now. Nope. But it is. Um, it started out as an action film around street racing um, and, and heists like, and spies like illegal, and family. Like VHSs or something? Hmm? I think it was like he was investigating illegal VHSs within the the uh street race rack yeah, which is funny something. how like now that's not even a <laughs> like, yeah, like what? i don't really? i don't think any any police officer is going to look up like he has he has um uh, taped or copied vhs tapes i don't oh, think any, wow. i don't think that was the first that was the where, premise of the first movie <laughs> apparently yeah when i looked well, it up it was the heist yeah i don't remember what the heist but was, it was like but, yeah. vhs tapes or um like the the Fake ones. Mm. Like they were like faking the VHS and then taking, <laughs> taking the money oh or whatever. So, but wow. it's just funny that like that tech is not even a worry. No so, one's no one With Fast and Furious, uh, whether in movies or on social media, in, in during interviews, Vin Diesel, who is the um, star of the show, has dominated with the brand and the narrative that they are family. He says that all the time to the point that his fans yeah. even make fun of the fact that he says <laughs> we are family. family. Um, and so in 2001, and it's they're supposed to be wrapping it up and then having spinoffs and things like that. But it, this started in 2001. The original cast stuck together, building on an extended cast that is now part of the Fast and Furious brand. Um, one key cast member, Paul Walker, he died, um, in an unfortunate accident, but Vin Diesel makes sure that his character lives on, of course, off screen, Mm. but, um, his brother had stepped in to finish the film that he was on Mm. when he died. But afterwards, uh, that character is still there and they'll come up with different things like oh he's on vacation oh and whatever yeah. and and i think if know. they do need a visual they use his brother's face yeah so yeah. um so this is a family without its patriarch um i can't remember what the mother's status if she was ever mentioned but uh vin diesel character dom he steps in to look after this ragtag team of hijackers, including taking care of the family business and his little sister. Um, The outside threat, of course, is the law and a rival gang, making their bond tighter because of the survival instinct to stick together and fight it out. Um, At the end, uh, Paul Walker's character, Brian O'Connor, aids in Dom's escape because he's come to respect him, but also because he's fallen for Dom's sister, Mia. And um, now, you know, of course, like I said, it's grown into something bigger than than that. But they were, like I said, people who were from rejects or from, they were all criminal, it was a criminal element and they came together as family. Yeah. And then uh, The Good Place was another one that it was mm. quirky. Um, and this is with Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. 
Um, it's currently on Netflix and it was over a four season period from 2016 to 2020. Um, and this is where a bad person ends up in the good place. Um, it's the next phase of afterlife existence, whether you think that's heaven or whatever. So Kristen Bell, Eleanor, she's causing havoc because she doesn't belong, but she doesn't want to go to the bad place, nor tell Ted Danson, who's playing, I guess, the angel Michael, that she's in the wrong place. Um, over the four seasons, the community better have, they better themselves in the afterlife and they're given a chance to go back on earth to get it right. They participate in a research to help others improve their moral behavior and also improve on the flawed system that made them get into the good place. So Eleanor is not the only person in the wrong place. Um, and so you have, um, these various characters um, that have all their, you know, th these heavy backstories as to why they are in the place that they're in. And then they come together to, to um, fight the system because that's the whole thing. They're being critical of the system. Mm. And the show is, has a pretty heavy, philosophical um elements and so on it's not trying to be religious but it is more than just this you know it's just more than a surface comedy um and the let's see the producer michael sure he said that um first he was doing all this research on faiths and and uh, religious elements. And then he, he said that he wanted a more diverse concept that included all faiths and was free of religious views. He, it, uh, quote, I stopped doing research because I realized it's about versions of ethical behavior, not religious salvation. The show isn't taking a side. The people who are there are from every country and religion. And if you look at the cast, um, they visually represent that. Um, he also pointed out that the setting already had the feeling, which was San Marino, California's Huntington Gardens, already had the feeling of different cultures and said the neighborhoods would feature people who were part of non-denominational and interdenominational backgrounds interacting with each other, regardless of religion. Um, and so um, the he said Tim Scanlon's What We Owe to Each Other forms the spine of the entire show. And the book presents the idea of contractualism. And that is that to act morally is to abide by principles that no one should reasonably reject. The show and relationships between characters acted as an investigation into um, forming societies and how we, we should act. Um, it's almost like the golden rule. Um, yeah. you do on to others, mm -hmm. um, and so on. It's a, it's a good show. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah. it's a good show and yeah. it was unique yeah. for what it would, how it did it yeah. and what it did. It, yeah. It I love the show. It was a really good show. Yeah. I had to finish watching. I'll have to watch and it. And the, the one that is on Netflix. Yeah. 
And um, the last one that I want to bring up is A Gentleman in Moscow. And this was a, I think it was a Showtime adaptation, but it also is a book by Amor Towles, T-O-W-L-E-S. And like I said, it's called A Gentleman in Moscow. It is historical fiction set in Moscow during the Stalin era. And this came out in 2016. I read it um, on one of my library picks. And it is definitely a found family scenario because he is a count that um, he went away and because he he killed, did he kill? Um, He wounded um, this man who was a cad to, um, I think his sister. And so when he returns, he's returning during the time of the Bolshevik revolution of 1917 and he gets arrested because of course they were going after also the noblemen. And, um, he is tried and he, you know, the expectation is that he will be found guilty and shot. And instead he's unrepentant, but he eloquently, Refutes, refuses to confess and um, is spared death, but is placed under house arrest for the rest of his life in a hotel. And um, at that time, you had people who actually lived in hotels. Um, and yeah, like, and I remember that in um, early 1900s, people lived like in hotels in New York and Switzerland, stuff like that. Um, they had apartments. And so he's banished to this hotel. And at first he had a room in the hotel. and But because they're you know punishing him, they put him in the attic in a small, tiny room and so on. And then he makes the place his, he makes it his own. Um, and he learns to live in these diminished surroundings, but as somebody as, you know, banished to live in a hotel for the rest of your life, you start making friends with the cook and the waitress and the, you know, the person at the receptionist thingy and, and so on. And then the people who stay in the hotel, um, whether it's short stays or other people who are living there, he he is the, he is like the stationary character, and he's meeting these people. And by meeting these people, he's learning what um, what's happening also in Moscow after the revolution, because of course we we hear about the Bolshevik revolution, but it's it it also highlights how basically getting rid of one power um, regime just r- installed another one, you know. And so the 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 people who are supposed to be for, you know, bringing in independence and bringing in equality and all of that, they end up being just as corrupt and just as power hungry. And so on, and he gets to see this as they hold their meetings in the hotel, and um, and it's it's like a slow burn kind of story, but 
it's the people in the hotel who help him um, with his final quest, his his final um, story without giving anything away. But it is, um, it's a commentary on, of course, social political things that are going on in Russia. It's on parental duty because he becomes a father in the hotel um, as a surrogate father. And then there is friendship and there is romance that he, that he experiences all in this, in this hotel. Wow. It's a lot going on Um, in that hotel. Yeah. And so it is also how he, um, from this count and from his place of privilege, he becomes friends and true friends with the peripheral workers there who become his confidant, who become his equal, and finally who become his friends, you know. And like I said, it, with with the doorman and the bartenders and the chefs and the seamstress, he even begins to work there. Um, and because of his knowledge as the elite and knowing about drinks and knowing about foods and so on, he's the... Um, I think he was a waiter and, and he could give his, his expertise on what wine you should drink with that food and da, 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 da. So that the, the people who came to eat enjoyed his, his, um, expertise and so on. Um, but it is a, it is a unique story and the way the story is told is a a unique way of a found family. Um, so that's it for me. That sounds great. Don't one one really quick game that I wanted to mention was The Last of Us, which is about it's a zombie post apocalyptic show. Short show movie. It's becoming a show now. I think on HBO, but I don't remember who. That did, sounds familiar it. to me. Yeah. Yeah, Last yeah. of Us is coming out. Um, it's award winning game series, and um, it's about. Like several years after a po- a zombie apocalypse, um, there's government, but it's shaky at best, and zombies are vicious. But a guy who lost his daughter, um, and a girl who doesn't have any parents, kind of come together reluctantly at first, but then they end up almost like a pseudo father daughter mm. thing. And, you know, very close uh, story. And I don't want to reveal anything because I know the show is coming out. Several yeah. people who don't know the story. <laughs> that's all I got to say. But it is a, it's a, it's, it's a good story. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Found Family. Found Family. There you go. So you have a lot of shows to check in on or and book um, yeah. The Gentleman in Moscow uh, to see what, yeah. you know, what you think. Yeah. So, and most of these nice. shows and movies we've mentioned are on streaming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we try to pull things that yeah. you can you can Go access watch. Yeah. if you have <laughs> if you have those accounts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only right. The Last of Us has not come out yet. So unless you feel like playing a video game, right? <laughs> it has not come out <laughs> in TV show form yet. <laughs> yeah. All right. So coming up, Julia's Corner. Julia's Corner. Sit back and relax, <laughs> and welcome to Julia's Corner with the husky voice. 
So <laughs> today um, I'm going to go over this article that I found from lanternlanedesigns.com. So they're a design company. Um, and basically it's, you know, best of Ikea purchases for 2022. I know I'll probably have to talk my way through this whole segment by myself because you guys are not (laughs) pro-Ikea, but I can do it. No, no, we go to Ikea. Yeah, we go to Ikea. I have Ikea Ikea stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like Ikea Ikea girl. I like Ikea. Okay, all right, because, you know, I love Ikea. So this was uh, written in October uh, 2019. I'm sure it still applies. Well, that's interesting. It must have been updated because it says 2022. Okay, well, we're not going to worry about that. Um, Mm -hmm. basically, um, they start their list off and these are really great purchases, people, especially if you're like on a budget and you want to get, you know, good quality for the amount of money you're spending. You know, it's just like a, a dance you have to do. Anyway, number Mm -hmm. one, they recommend buying curtains at Ikea. They're affordable. Like Mm -hmm. I said, they do the job you want them to do. You really can't beat the price or the quality. What do you think? Uh, I've never bought curtains from there, but I—I I mean, I would. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a problem. Yeah, I don't have a problem them. with curtains. <laughs> to me, I, I don't—I mean, I don't have a—I don't have a. I'm not particular. No, yeah. Other okay. than good quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm with the for, I'm with the function of blocking out the light. <laughs> That's yes, all I do. I don't, I don't need it to be designer. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have room darkening. Yeah. They have an assortment, yeah. a, like a strangely wide assortment that you could choose from. And they're always switching things up too, so it doesn't stay like boring design wise. So that's right. number yeah. one. Yeah. The second thing mm-hmm. they recommend buying at IKEA, which a lot of people really don't think about, is picture frames. Picture frames are Mm. very expensive people, but again, a wide variety, um, you can choose something that fits you, uh, the prices you can't beat. Um, yeah, I've bought a few frames there. Yeah. The last frames I think I bought was from Michael's, which was eons ago. Yeah. I mean, I don't even remember how much it cost, but yeah. Yeah, I, never, I haven't I haven't bought any from IKEA, but I do like when you go through I can I remember seeing like the giant thing yeah. of, of frames. Yeah. But it makes sense, yeah. I mean I would get them from Yeah. Is IKEA near you? Um no. Not I mean well like, yeah, kinda of, yeah. Well now that I'm in Connecticut, it's like maybe forty minutes away, so yes. It is close, okay. but traffic yeah. <laughs> traffic oh, yeah. is hellacious going that yeah. way. Yeah. And I, Go ahead. I saw an article where they said that they put IKEAs like outside of I guess suburban areas like that so that you feel like you when you get there you have to buy something because you made the journey. <laughs> so you know it's like they it's go working. out they don't put them close <laughs> so that like when you go like for us I mean you it's just kind of, wouldn't do a random drive. Yeah, you wouldn't do a random drive. Like if you're going to yeah. IKEA you're gonna go buy something. Yeah. Because it yeah. takes a while to get there and then it's so long to get through that it's almost like, well, by the end, I got to get, I got to get something. Well, yeah. that's, this work. well that, that, when it first came to the Maryland, D.C. area, it was out in Dale City, Virginia. Yeah. And so it oh was a gosh. drive to get there. My mom would go yeah. there and it would be But that's a big why deal you would buy something because like, well, I'm there. not driving all the way out here. For and, right. But now it's in College <laughs> for, Park. Yeah, for us, it's pretty close that you it's can't. College, yeah, Park, College Park so must around. be a great 
location and right outside, temptation. right, right out. It's down the street from yeah. University of Maryland. So uh, why? I think we were, one I, time we did go. We looked around and then we just left. <laughs> we just walked. We drove. It wasn't that long a drive. No, no, no it wasn't <laughs> well, a long drive. Yeah, that's what but they that apparently is, they. <laughs> yeah, but originally, yeah, they apparently put them outside of places to that you have to get there. So you feel like when yeah. you get there, I'm like, well, I made a well. The journey thing is, and also, I get we, we made the decision to go to go check things out. Yeah, that was a decision yeah. to like look. It was a window shopping excursion yeah, yeah. more so right. than we're yeah. buying because when we went in to buy. Yeah, we went in and yeah, and I was like, bought. look, where we are the? Where, right, yeah, I yeah. bought because it was a TV stand she was looking yeah, for. Yeah, it was TV. Oh, okay, and we that's a yeah, so really we good found lamps. it, and yeah, I'm sure that might be in your list. Well, another <laughs> well, thing that they stand? also no, recommend. Lamps. Oh, lamps. Yeah. Oh, lamp. Oh, well, that might be on the list. I'm not sure. Um, number three, posters and art prints. You can't beat it. If you want something to liven bought- things up, go ahead. Yeah, I've never bought them yet, but I, I have seen when we went through this last time we went, they had decent selection. I was like, oh, I would, I would pick like one to put on a wall. The only thing is that right, because it's like, I feel like everyone has the same poster, so I feel like if I go to someone's house, I might see the same poster <laughs> on their wall. And I don't know if I want something that is like identical to my friend's apartment. I just, right? <laughs> so no, the you're only right. Thing. Actually, I'm I'm more yeah, the, I, actually I'm more right. about. Blowing up my own photograph. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, when we went to England, we went to Stonehenge or Mm. Windsor or whatever, and we took pictures of that. And when I came home, I blew that up and framed it and put it on, it was on Brian's wall. So I'm more inclined to do my own Mm. thing. Yeah. um, Yeah. Than buying art like that. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. And I've... Gabby, you have a, a very solid fear. You're right, because they're affordable for everyone. You might walk in and be like, nope, that gets off my wall today. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I have, like, video game posters um, that I haven't put up on my wall yet, but I would love to frame them and put them up. But, yeah. like, unless you play that game, you're not going to – I mean, I'm sure tons of people have those posters as well. Right. But um, most of the friends that I have don't play games like I do. So right. they're special to you. Yeah, they're special to me. Yeah, yeah. those are like, yeah. like oh, the, ga- the games that I love. Yeah. So yeah. those I'd put up on my wall. Yeah, You yeah. should. Frame them. At Ikea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, number four is the Ikea pillows and throws, which I can attest to mm-hmm. as to their comfort level. Yeah, I've done they're that. They're really mm, comfortable yeah. and, and they're nice. Um. Let's go on to the next one because that was kind of boring. Okay, the lighting. Hello. This mm-hmm. is also another favorite. Um, they do have, I think, weird like adapters because, of course, they're not mm. like made in the USA. So, um, mm. yeah, I'm not sure about what's going on with that. But, I mean, they work with our outlets. But the actual... Mm. Like the bulbs are different and just the cords that you plug into the actual Mm -hmm. unit is different. But my sister was telling me that she actually went into Ikea and bought a lamp with a Sonos on it. Which isn't that like... I don't um, know what that is. It's like, um, what do you call it? A speaker. A speaker system. Mm. Sonos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she is. was really impressed with that. I guess they paired up, and there was something available. Uh, yeah, that was like a combined thing. I mean, that yeah. was really mm. cool. So, 
any cool factor people out there, boom. <laughs> mm, you have a speaker. Yeah. I mean, their lamps look cool. I haven't bought an Ikea lamp, but their lamps look cool. Um, their lamps are cool. My sister loves them. some. Also, mm-hmm. I, I, I like more, I guess, simple lamps. I don't like extravagant. Right. Like the very fancy ones. I just want a normal, like, almost also like diffused lighting so that, you, yeah. get, you know, the the paper lantern type lights it's like i'd rather have those than this harsh Mm -hmm. light the harsh is more old school yeah i I do love the harshness better (laughs) (laughs) she likes cave like yeah i like i like cave light (laughs) when you walk into her room my room is like oh god it's dark dark. yeah i mean if i could if i can afford candles i might do candlelight for all i know like i, oh I like gosh, soft light don't you have like a thing about the dark though hello yeah uh but there's but there's still light like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind dim light there's a little peak of light and that's why yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's fine oh it's gosh, what you're so funny ultimate pitch blackness that i'm like i'm like uh but yeah no i like candlelight look and soft, very soft yeah. lighting. My room is always very soft. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if I go that's... in and need to read something, I need light. I need to yeah. turn it on. Yeah. 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 She always turns on my. If she was around my harsh light, then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I can't see. <laughs> so you're talking to your mom and myself, who probably used to use like flashlights, like under the cover with that big strong beam. <laughs> right. So it's hard to break away from that habit. <laughs> Well, but I remember the, um, I used to watch TV, like, and I would watch for so long that I like the sun goes, and then I don't mm-hmm. turn the TV the light on. I don't. I just keep watching TV, and my dad would, would walk in and be like, "Don't you need the light? Aren't, don't your eyes hurt?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sure they mess up my eyes, but I'm like, I'm fine." <laughs> Never admit it. Never. Um, yeah. Number six <laughs> is IKEA dish towels, which I again can attest to. Yeah. They're super yeah. cute. I have those. And Oh, yeah. and yeah. I think that what stands no, out is they always <laughs> or they usually have like a little loop at the top mm-hmm. where you can easily mm-hmm. hook it onto like, like any, mm-hmm. anything. So anything, yeah. Nice. Number seven. Ooh, fake and real plants are available at IKEA. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have bought a cactus, cacti. I remember oh, the cactus, cactus story. Cactus. Yes, the cactus. Yeah, it's doing? cactus still, alive. still alive. It's still alive. Oh it fell God. one. It fell recently. Yeah, but, but it's still alive. And I caught it in my hand. Yeah. You know what that does? Exactly. No. <laughs> oh my God. I, yeah. for, I forgot it was it's, a cactus. It's, it's sitting <laughs> um, on our windowsill in the kitchen. But it is still very much... And it left three needles in my th- hand. Yeah. Oh, my God, Michelle, are you okay? Yes. That's so awful. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you yeah. just attested to the fact that they're long-lasting <laughs> plants. Yeah. You get an idea. Yes. <laughs> yeah. People look into that. I know I bought my mom a couple of lovely orchids from there, as has my sister. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. I mean, the real ones. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. number eight. Baskets and storage, which I again can speak yeah. to. That makes sense. I yeah. love their little storage um, baskets, especially the collapsible ones where you can zip them, mm-hmm. fold them, mm-hmm. put them away, pull them out, use mm-hmm. them, put them away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I don't have any, but they do look. 
well, I was like in my head when I go to England, I was like, I probably, they have Ikea. So I'm, I'm like, I probably will yeah. end up ordering from just Ikea. Ordering. <laughs> just get the catalog. Yeah. <laughs> you just start ordering stuff. So. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Number nine, I am not familiar with. It says Ektorp, one of Ikea's most popular slip covered couches. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that. You're taking your chances, people. I have no idea. Um, and last but <laughs> not least, Ektorp. Ektorp. I'm Googling imaging. Okay. It. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's just a basic white couch. Yeah. It's just, it's just a, basic. a basic couch. Yeah, it's a basic white. Yeah. Yeah. Straightforward white couch. Um, okay. Yeah. Nothing special. I mean, like if if I saw it in a house, I wouldn't even think about. Well, it. And, <laughs> the only thing with with that kind of furniture is to me, it's for uh, light use and not yes. family use. No, yeah. <laughs> I did buy you know. my first sofa from IKEA, and just mm-hmm. it was very hard mm-hmm. just to sit mm-hmm. on. I mean, it wasn't that yeah, comfy, cozy yeah. where you can just snuggle. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. But it did the, I mean, for the amount of money and this job. the size, yeah. and, you know, you have to give up a little my to first, get a little. My first sofa suite from my apartment was from Hex. Do you remember Hex? Oh, Hex. I do remember Hex. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Aww. it was from Hex. And I think it was like $300, but it was a love seat, a single, yeah. and a couch. Nice. <laughs> The only thing I have from Ikea is my TV stand. Um, but I think like, yeah, I always in my head was like, I wouldn't get like a couch or something, but anything like a solid wooden thing, like a table or, yeah. or like a wooden chair for like, for the table, um, or a nightstand, those like very mm-hmm. wooden things that I'm like, okay, so those would be pretty sturdy. And it, the comfortability yeah. doesn't matter because I don't plan to sit at my yeah. table all day mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. but when it comes to like like you said like a couch i might you go check that out go yeah. somewhere else and feel, feel what that feels yeah. like all day yeah, yeah. i would because that's try things that's out. gonna get heavy yeah. use yeah. 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 yeah 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 exactly well there was actually i was mistaken if i said 10 there were only nine so we finished our list mm-hmm. okay love ikea cool. well you get if you're listening you they can about sponsor me, us but <laughs> right <laughs> you got me thinking about the uh curtains because in my head, I would have gone to like Target or something, right? Um, for that, yeah, we need to check out IKEA. Or yeah, even check out Mars. IKEA. Mm-hmm. Just don't go on no. the weekend. Thank you. <laughs> no. no, oh no, 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 no. no, no. never. I'm ever. more like a like yeah, a Wednesday. I'm like a Wednesday <laughs> at ten o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. when we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't want to be around too many no. people. Yeah, so. no. Yep. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that. And for everyone, we will see you in the next episode. And Julia, what do we do? Stay prickly. (laughs) See ya. ya. (laughs) Bye. Bye.